Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Sister Find Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Corky Nelson. I'm a healthcare professional, certified life coach, advocate, friend, change agent, and sister. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different from the previous three because this is going to be me sharing a a personal story. It's a for some people they may consider it transparent or being transparent, but for me, I think it's transformational because so many people feel like they're the only ones that have ever gone through this. They're too ashamed to talk about it. Um, they feel like things are going to get better or this is something that everybody does. And I want to tell you right now, before I even <laughs> dive deep into it, dysfunction is never normal. So what I want to talk about today is domestic violence, generational trauma, and how those two combined make for the perfect storm. Uh, I do not mention in my introduction that I'm a wife, a mother, uh, a friend, but I have been a wife. I've been married twice and I am also divorced twice. So now before you before you start looking looking at me too funny, uh, I am not perfect by no means. Never have I professed to be. But my first marriage lasted 18 years and it ended as a result of domestic violence. My second marriage lasted almost seven years and it ended as a result of the fact that I never should have been in that situation in the first place. But again, as I always say, that is a topic for an entirely different episode. Today, we're going to focus on generational trauma and domestic violence. And so generational trauma, that is when a group collectively experiences horrific events such as abuse, um, racism, uh, domestic violence, um, war, uh, all of those type things that can leave a stain on a person's psyche. And oftentimes, generational trauma doesn't have to be something that happens to each generation, but as a result of the traumas that the previous generations and the generations before them have experienced, it can impact us in a negative way without us even knowing. I use intergenerational or generational trauma to explain the reason I stayed in an 18-year marriage where domestic violence was as prevalent as uh, Sunday dinner, you know, so to speak. And um, it all stemmed from a childhood where I saw domestic violence. Um, my mother was a victor. I'm not going to use the word victim. My mother was a victor over domestic violence. My aunts, my cousins, they were all victors over domestic violence because we all know that statistically, sometimes it just does not end well. And it took me 18 years to realize that this was absolutely not normal. I shouldered it, I carried it, I kept it to myself 
Only a few of my family members were aware of it. And I took it upon myself one day to have a transparent moment with a coworker. And as I was sharing my story with her about the domestic violence that had been inflicted on me for years, she began to weep, cry, hysterically almost. And I had to, I found myself calming her down. And I was like, girl, are you okay? What is wrong? And she was like, I'm so sorry that you have had to endure that. Love should never hurt. And I said, well, girl, you know, everybody fights. Because this is truly what I thought. I'm like, you know, everybody fights because this is all I had seen my entire life. And she said, no, ma'am. She said, everybody does not fight. She said, nobody has a right to put their hands on you. Not in that way, especially someone who has professed their love for you before man and God. And so what she said really resonated with me and it empowered me. Me sharing my story with someone who could not even wrap their mind around the concept of being struck or physically abused by their spouse just turned my world upside down. And so the first thing I did was try to come up with the reasons why. And I reflected back to a time when my first husband shared with me that his father had been abusive to his mother. And that as a very young child, male child at that, there was absolutely nothing that he could do to protect his mom. There is one thing that's for certain and two things that are for sure in our community. Don't mess with mama. Do not mess with mama. Which was why I really didn't understand why he chose to mess with me. But we were both living in dysfunction because he had witnessed it as a child and became the perpetrator. I had also witnessed it as a child and became the victim. And in this instance, I am going to use the word victim because I honestly thought everyone did this. I married, I met my first husband when I was 18 years old and he was 28. Now, in my mind, I I had graduated high school. I had been working for almost a year on my own. And I felt like I was a absolutely grown woman, that the only thing that I had to do was get a little bit older. I just felt like I could, you know, hang with the best of them. I did not realize how disadvantaged I was leaving my mother's house at the age of 18, going to my future husband's house, and he was 10 years my senior. Although 28, age is always relative. So when I think about a 28-year-old now at the age of 54, I realize that that is a very young person. But when you compare that to an 18-year-old, they are light years apart. So I was disadvantaged because the control factor had already been planted. The I'm going to raise you again was already ingrained in our relationship without me even knowing it. A friend of mine asked me recently, 
when was the first time um, your spouse hit you or was physically abusive toward you? What age were you? And I, my response was I was 18 years old. And so their question was, why didn't you walk away at that very moment? And the only answer I could give was because that's what I thought everybody did. I always want I always want you guys to have a takeaway with every episode. And if you take absolutely nothing away from what I'm sharing with you today, take away this. Love should never hurt. Nobody has a right put their hands on you, female or male, under any circumstances, unless it is self-defense, you are trying to, you know, fight for your life, whatever the case may be, but just to, in an attempt to chastise you or to take out their frustrations on you or in a alcoholic rage, no. And if that is happening, get out, seek help, seek counseling, but put an end to it. So after several years of going through this, enduring this, by this time, towards the 18th year of our marriage, we had two sons. We have two sons. Um, They are about nine years apart. So unfortunately, the oldest son witnessed a lot of the violence. The youngest son did not. But I had to draw a line in the sand. I had to stand up. If not for me, I had to stand up for my children. So one day we sat down and we had a heart to a heart to heart talk, my husband and I. And I told him, I said, we have operated in our dysfunction together for nearly 18 years. You witnessed it as a child. I witnessed it as a child. But the cycle must stop with you. I said, so this is your one and only warning. Probably shouldn't have even given that, but I did. This is your one and only warning. If it ever happens again, I am leaving. Because my boys will not perpetuate this into another generation. And so the only thing that he could say to that was your boys, your boys. I said, yes, my boys. Because at this particular stage in the game, I'm the only one who seems to have their best interest at heart as it relates to how a man is supposed to treat a woman. And so once I made that clear and I was, my voice was trembling, literally. But sometimes you have to speak even if your voice shakes. So... Things rolled on and um, went really well for probably maybe a year. I would say anywhere from nine months to a year. And then on that dreaded day, I knew that it was going to happen. And if you have ever uh, been subjected to domestic violence, you do know when it's going to happen. It's it's either alcohol-related or some other type of uh, some catalyst that you have absolutely nothing to do with that sparks something in the perpetrator to lash out. And so when I felt like it was about to happen, I would always shrink. 
I would try to make myself so small, very quiet, tipping very lightly, just to try to avoid any type of um, verbal conflict or physical conflict. But at the end of the day, it was going to happen regardless. So when it happened on this particular occasion, I knew that I was leaving. You know, I already knew. And I feel like he did too, because we had had this conversation and he knew that I was serious. So it was one of the more intense uh, episodes that I had ever had to endure to the point where um, a gun got involved, threats against my life got involved, and it was a terrifying moment. But I played it cool. I didn't want to uh, exacerbate the situation any more than it already was. So generally, in, in whenever these type things would occur, the first thing that he would do would be to leave home. So as soon as I heard his vehicle crank up and could hear him peeling off out of the driveway, I immediately packed my bags and grabbed a few things for my boys and we left. We left and never looked back. So I just wanted to share that story and uh, I would definitely love to hear from um, other people who have gone through it, who have made it out on the other side just to uh, tell me why you stayed or um, why you're still there or what gave you the strength to eventually leave. Every October, you guys know that I love social media. And so every October, without fail, I am always going to post on all of my social media platforms something about domestic violence because October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And for anybody who is still going through it, listen to me, my beautiful, strong, brave, resilient sisters. This behavior is not normal. And I'm not saying that the person who is doing this doesn't love you, doesn't care about you, but this is dysfunction at its highest. Not only does it impact you, it impacts your children. It impacts your self-esteem. It impacts your self-worth. It impacts every facet of your life. So to you, I say again, if this is going on, never be ashamed to reach out and talk to somebody because sometimes we truly are operating in our own dysfunction and no dysfunction is normal. We need to be functioning on all cylinders. We need to be healthy mind, body, and spirit. So this was just a brief little episode, but it was very impactful and very um, near and dear to my heart, not only because of the fact that I endured it, but because I want to share with anybody who can hear my voice and is listening to me right now, get out, get help, find yourself, find the strength to do what you need to do to get yourself in a safe place, a loving place, and take your life back. 
thank you guys for tuning in. And until next time, take care.